Today on Erotic Awakening, Great Lakes Leather Alliance, 2009. Welcome to Erotic Awakening with Dan and Dawn, a weekly view of all things erotic. From BDSM to erotic spirituality, from swinging as a lifestyle to simply fun kink, Each week we bring you a diverse offering of erotic and alternative lifestyles in its many forms. This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. This podcast is intended for consenting adults over the age of 18. If you are offended by this type of content, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. How are you today? I am wonderful today. I'm a little tired still. Yeah? Well, yeah. From that long weekend we had. Oh, it was a fabulous weekend, too. It was indeed. We spent our weekend at the Great Lakes Leather Alliance 2009 event. And although we normally don't do shows about a single event, this one is going to get its own show. Uh, We've got a couple of two or three little minute little interviews that we're going to sneak in there. And um, just all kinds of neat things happen at the event, so a lot of neat things to share. Talking about title holding and leather events and how they're different from some of the other events we've been to. All kinds of good stuff. All kinds of good stuff. And uh, we'll also be talking about the Spanking Betty blog. That'll be the erotic blog of the show that we're going to review this time around. I can't wait to see it. (laughs) I haven't seen it yet. Well, you should get should hit this pause button then, so you can look at it, so we can review it. <laughs> One of the things we did while we were in Indianapolis that had nothing to do with GLLA is I went to my first tweet up. Tweet up, I like that play on words. <laughs> <laughs> and you went with me, as a matter of fact. I did. I did. And that was for the. Um, for the podcast Ropecast, Great Dancers Ropecast. We just, he tweeted that we were going to be at a certain place at a certain time, and a bunch of kinky people showed up mm-hmm. at a BW3s of all places. At a BW3s, but we had our, a corner with um, a group of people and did some chatting on different topics and things we had experienced and all kinds of stuff. Really neat experience. As we've mentioned so many times before, parts of the erotic awakening is that us kinky people, in this case rope enthusiast kinky people, get together and we talk about life. And mm-hmm. we talk about stuff. We talk about books. We talk about um, we talk about iPhones way too much. <laughs> we talk about dieting, which is great in the middle of a BW3. Mm-hmm. So talked about just experiences, life experiences. Good gosh, what we thought about um, ancient weapons. And that was a conversation for a little bit. And so that was interesting. Absolutely. Very much so. You can find out more about these tweet-ups, about Grey Dancer, and about Ropecast by just heading over to the bluecatservices.org website and look for the link off to the right-hand side. So this is our post GLLA show, our Great Lakes Leather Alliance 2009 show. And as as I mentioned in the beginning of the show, we normally don't do shows based on a single event. So what makes this one different? This one was just different. So, And it's, it's really awesome 
because Sunday night, I'm just as excited today about the event as I was Sunday night when we got back. So this one was more, I don't know how to describe it, but it was more leather-based. It was more, you try, Dan. Well, and that's the funny thing about it. We've been to, at this point, dozens upon dozens of events. And the context is the same. You go, you arrive at the hotel, you check in, you go to classes during the day, you go to a play party at night, you hang out with people, you eat some food, get up the next day, repeat. So from that perspective, it's really hard to pin what is different about this event from some of the others. But some of the things that stand out to me is this: this is the first event that we've been to that's been based in the leather community. And for myself, I really didn't realize that there was that much of a difference between some of the sex events we were going to, the BDSM events, the power exchange events, and a leather event. Right. I mean, the leather event actually had more leather. <laughs> so lots of people were wearing their leathers. There was patches. There was um, flags hanging from the banister. There seemed to be a lot of pride. There seemed to be a lot of pride in the history that's led up to now, um, the pride in who you are. It seemed to be more lifestyle, like this is a, a lifestyle they've chosen to live and embrace. So it wasn't much about the play at all. I mean, the workshops were on leather history and spirituality, um, and it's just... Yeah, it, it was pretty amazing. And that's a good point about the workshops. There were not, although there were some skills-based workshops, um, how to flog, how to whip, that kind of stuff. That was a little, that was not the norm. A lot of the stuff was a little more extreme or a little more relationship or a little more focused on a lifestyle. Right. So your life is a whole sort of thing. Exactly. So. The really neat thing to me is that, well, one of the great things, of course, is that we had the entire hotel. Mm -hmm. So that from the awesome. point that we got there to the point that we left, there was no, you didn't have to dodge what we call vanilla people. You didn't have to dodge people that were not part of this scene. Right. Um, granted, people weren't running around naked and having sex in the pool, but. Yeah, and that was another difference. So people were dressed up. You know, it wasn't about flaunting anything so that's just a different feel to it as well that we did see naked boobies in the hot tub and you do like your flaunting <laughs> yeah i do like my flaunting as well but it just gave it you know just a different energetic feel to it so i could walk around in my collar and you know not worry about getting any looks or it, it was just nice other than the looks of nice collar mm -hmm. one of the other interesting things to me is that the people that were coming seemed to come in groups Yes. And have pride in the group that they represented. We have some friends that told us about this event from the Sterling Shadow Club. Out of Dayton. Out of Dayton, Ohio. And they actually, uh, when they found out we were coming, they said, oh, well, we're going to make these little banners so uh, for your doors so people, you know, so that you'll have that, that group camaraderie feeling. Mm -hmm. And people came from these different groups from around the nation. And, and you could tell that... There was a level of pride in those groups and representing those groups. And it was, that was a very neat aspect of it as well. Mm -hmm. I loved that. So very much a, um, a tribal, I'm going to say tribal instead of family, but very much a tribal atmosphere and group pride. And like I said, just pride in the community. And that came across, that pride really came across during the auction. 
Oh, absolutely. I was surprised. So now the the money that's raised in the auction, from what I understand, usually goes towards like the travel funds. So um, there's people that do the contests there and they get travel funds. So money's for that and it comes from the auction. So they've created these baskets to sell. And these baskets had anything in them from book. They usually had a theme. So it could be anything from all leather or books and educational stuff. Or, or booze. There, or was booze. A booze there was a booze basket too, and I think that went very well. But to see the prices that these baskets went for, I mean, they went for in the hundreds. So, and even the doms and slaves that were um, auctioned off in the hundreds. So, I mean, that was yeah, that was that was very neat to see, and it's very neat to see that. Um, uh, you know, one of my favorite auctions was there was an auction for. Um, the uh, one of the local animal shelters. Yes, just to raise funds for the animal shelter. I thought that was really neat. Mm-hmm. So, and they did have um, pets there for adoption as well. They had a few little kitty cats and a little puppy dog. So now a real puppy dog. Yes, <laughs> and we are we're going to an, an event later that's going to have puppies and kitties, but they're going to be people puppies <laughs> and people kitties. So one of the really neat things that I found was how very, very wrong we were about this being a gay event. We were. So, um, though it did have its contingent, you know, and loved seeing the diversity and everything, we don't usually get to see that in some of the events that we go to, but very high, diverse, highly diversified crowd, so... And that was one of the really, I mean, and maybe that's the key. Maybe that's one of the big things about it, is because there were all types and walks and relationship couplings and triplings mm-hmm. and such. <laughs> and there was just no difference. There was just no separation between everybody. It was like everybody was just hanging out together. Right. Was, and that was one of the really neat things. Uh, to find out if it was a, um, you know, because we did make the comment on a previous show about whether this was a, kind of a gay leather man event, mm-hmm. um, I happened to find a couple gay leather men sitting around, mm-hmm. and we spoke to them for a couple minutes. They were cute, too. <laughs> Just a couple quick questions for you. If you're interested in talking, I ask you to start by introducing yourself. Uh, my name is Victor Kresnik. I'm Hi, Victor. from Bloomington, Indiana. Okay. And how do you identify, Victor? Uh, I, de- I identify as gay. As gay, mm-hmm. okay. I'm Pups Michael Surge, my um, gay male... Okay. I see you got a little little collar on your neck there, so just pup. Yeah. Or okay. Okay. Thank you very much, guys. So here we are at GLLA, and we've had contests, and we've had a lot of people in leather, a lot of people running around. And one of the things that I was told on the way here that this is a gay event. It's a gay leather event. No. And no. Dan, Dan, <laughs> you're just not gay enough or leathery enough to attend this event. What? That's. I. I, I... That, that's ridiculous. Walking around here, I, I can see that it's clearly ridiculous. I would guess, what do you think, about a 50% head couples running around? At least. Yeah. I mean, at, roughly. I mean, I know the first night when we went into the play space, I remember we both noticed every single bottom, at least when we went in there, they were all women. Okay. I mean, it's not a gay male event. A, a decent amount of the tops were women as well. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. Not. I mean, the fact that... There is a Mrs. Contest here. Miss. 
miss, sorry, a right. miss contest here. Kind of gives away that it's not a gay male event. <laughs> okay. So is GLLA a normal leather event, or is this what the... I, I've never been to another leather event. A lot of our audience haven't been. So is this kind of the normal leather event, or...? Well, I'll, I guess you'd have to answer that. The only other one I've been to is IML, which is a gay male leather event, and okay. it's, it's very different from this, but it's sort of... Well, just this, a larger scale only, thing. Well, Kentucky Leather Pride. Oh, that's true. Uh, it is It is very similar to Kentucky Leather Pride in the fact that there are, uh, there is multiple nights and the fact that they have the, con- um, they did pretty much the same amount of contest stuff where they ha- ask questions, um, master like they have a presentation, um, they, the Leather Boys did a fantasy. There wasn't a Leather Sir competing for Kentucky Leather Pride, but I'm assuming that if there was, there would be a fantasy scene as well. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, contest-wise, it is very similar. Um, the And also the vendor market is much larger here than it was at, at Kentucky Leather Pride. No, we, we like the vendors. We like vendors. <laughs> yes, we, we like, like vendors. <laughs> well, I'll ask you guys one more question then, if you don't mind. If I was gay leather guy and wanted to get into the scene, right? Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, coming to a big event like this, isn't that really hard to do? And you, we, do you, Are you going to fit in, or is everybody going to, like, do they got their own little clicks? How, how do you get started? What's the, is it okay to just come and yeah, yeah, things it's happen? A, you come and you talk to people and you, and you introduce yourself, and that's really all it takes. I mean, um, as I said, the other event that we've been to quite a few times is IML, which is much larger, and I would say much Hilkier than this is. I mean, yes. this is a very open. Almost anyone will talk talk, talk to you. IML just by the virtue of its size, it's not as community oriented because there are thousands of people there. Yeah. But even there, you know, you're going to end up having a conversation with somebody, and you're going to end up, you know, talking and getting to know someone. Maybe going somewhere and playing. It's not difficult at all. Okay. So great, good deal. Thank you very much, guys. Very much appreciate it. One of the things that made Great Lakes Leather Line's different from some of the other events that we've been to is that a lot of the focus was on different leather titles and the title competitions that were going on. Right, and that was really neat to see. You know, during the weekend, you saw people with different numbers hanging from their belts, so you knew that they were in the contest. And, you know, some people were still wearing their medals from last year and things like that before they had to step down. And then after the contest, you saw the leather sashes. You know, the people that had won had the leather sashes. And they had a celebration party late Saturday night. And And this goes right back to what we were saying earlier about pride. Mm -hmm. This is a an event where we have people that are proud about their community and proud about these titles. Mm-hmm. One of the really interesting things to me is that the, the title competition was one of the really driving forces behind this event. It wasn't like the people that were interested and in five or six of their friends of the people that were running were in the audience. The right. audience was filled with people for all of the different events. Uh, competitions that were happening along the way on the ways to these titles. Right, absolutely. I mean, and they even had the um, dungeon open during the competition. It was empty. You know, you would think that would be the prime time to go, and uh, we kind of snuck in there for a little bit, but you know, everybody was at the competition, so, and it was loud, clapping and laughing, and you know, people were really enjoying themselves. Well, we had the opportunity to speak to Christiana, who is the Great Lakes Miss Leather 2009 title holder. 
And uh, she helped us to understand a little bit about what the leather title means and what you have to do to get one. And um, just a little, a quick little interview with her that helped me to understand a little bit better about what all these titles are about. If you're interested in who about these titles, if you head over to the Great Lakes Leather website, which is greatlakesleather.org, mm-hmm. you can see all the winners and title holders of the past and pretty soon they're going to have the title holders of the, the current title holders. I'd love to be able to s- just sing their praises on the show, but they don't have that list up yet, and I just dread putting it out on the internet and having the wrong name right. as the title Right. I mean, holder. we know a few that won, but it would be nice to list everybody, so we'll just send everybody to the website so they can see it for themselves, and there may be pictures and stuff as well. I was told there should be some pictures up. Yep. So let's hear what Christiana has to say. So I am sitting here today with someone with this beautiful leather sash on, and it says Great Lakes Miss Leather Pride. What is? So you were in the contest last night? Yes, I was. And you won? Yes. And you are the Great Lakes Leather Pri- Miss Leather Pride for 2009? Yes. Fantastic. What's that mean? A uh, leather title is someone who um, is involved in the community and who takes the time to give back to the community. We travel around. We raise awareness. We educate about our community so it's it's a it's an educational title and it's it's a very sexual title you're kind of a sexual symbol in the community okay so there's a great question for a a podcast called erotic awakening why is it a sexual title it's just uh, back a long time ago it used to just be um, gay men Mm -hmm. who ran the title the Miz was added about 10 years ago and it's just a very sexually charged oriented sort of contest it starts off in the bar and then you know you win a bar title you move on you win a state title or you go on to the international title so it's a very sexually charged environment oh okay okay very cool very cool did you have it was it hard to get a title like this there's a lot of preparation, a lot of work involved, and you have to be very well versed in our in our culture. Um, there's an interview process to, with a panel of judges. You do an onstage sexual fantasy, um, onstage ah. speeches, and it's it's a lot of work. It's a lot of preparation. Very cool. Very cool. Um, can I ask you one more question, if you don't mind? So, does this require that you you're going to have to go on the road now and represent? Yes. Yes. There's one more competition that I must compete at, the International Ms. Leather Pride Competition in San Francisco next year. Mm -hmm. So I will compete there. But even if I don't win, I still have a lot of uh, opportunities and responsibilities as a Great Lakes title holder to travel the community, raise awareness, go to events, and give back to my community. Very cool, very cool. And your name again was? I'm Christiana. Christiana, the Great Lakes Miss Leather Pride 2009. Thank you very much for talking with us today. Thank you. So I think that just about wraps up our fawning over the Great Lakes Leather Alliance 2009 event. I'm glad we finally got a chance to go. So that was an experience. Sure was. And just think, there's only 352 days until the next one. Oh, yeah. Waiting for it, putting it on the calendar. I'll be all jazzed for next year. More fetish clothing for me. Yay. (laughs) Our erotic blog this week around is Spanking Bethy. You can find that at spankingbethy.com slash blog.
The Spanking Bethy blog is, her little subtitle is all about my spankings and my love. And it, that is just what this blog is about. It's about someone named Bethy. It's about her getting spanked and what she likes to be spanked with. Wow. And it's about her relationship with the person that spanks her. And it's very personable. It's very friendly. It's very much like sitting with someone and them talking to you. You know, I like this kind of, it's not like it's trying to be some esoteric or philosophical or psychological view of spanking. It's how she feels about being spanked. It's her personal experience. So, yeah. And, oh, she's got pictures of paddles and oh, look at the hairbrush. <laughs> like many spankers, here's one where she says, my bottom is in trouble, showing us a picture of a spanking <laughs> implement. It's a hairbrush, a hairbrush. <laughs> which is quickly followed up with her admitting it's her fault because she bought it. <laughs> so Kind of funny how subs and stuff do that. We yes. buy our own worst toys and then love them and complain. <laughs> She also has some vintage pictures as well. And uh, both Don and I are a fan of the vintage erotica. Absolutely. Those are beautiful. Ooh, more paddles. More paddles. <laughs> I, I bet that one leaves a mark. I would assume it does. So that's a, some kind of a Cajun alligator paddle. I'm not sure what that is. So that's the Spanking Bethy blog. If you are a spanking fan, it's just... I would head right over there. She also includes... Look at that one. Ooh. It's open in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, spanking bloomers. <laughs> spanking bloomers indeed. Would Anyone? you like to, de to describe what a spanking bloomer is? Well, it looks like a vintage pair of bloomers. And I've actually got a friend that owns a pair of these up in Cleveland. But, th but they're like bloomers and they're just split in the back so all you have to do is spread them apart and there's her ass she says that they are uh, besides being frilly girly bloomers they are roomy and comfortable but the of course the interesting part about them is that they open right up for easy access to spanking yay so as i was saying she has just all kinds of good stuff up there um, a variety of other links to other spanking sites as well as, as some commercial links as well if you need to buy new spanking toys. Uh, and when I say she has a lot of um, blog links to other spanking blogs, I mean she's got a lot of blog links out there. Wow, that'll take a while to go through. And you're not even caught up with Euro's blog I'm yet not even caught week. up with that one yet. I should hit about one of these a day. So that is the Spanking Bethy blog. If you're interested, you could head over there. If you've forgotten the link that I told you, you can head over to Great Lake. If you've forgotten the link, you can head over to bluecatservices.org, and I will put a link in our link area so you can get there nice and easy. So maybe we'll even have her on the show in the future. We should try to get up with her. I, I think that's a great idea, actually. I think that uh, someone who's a spanking enthusiast would be pretty interesting to have on. So I could talk about it, but I would just drool, so we just need to have someone that can talk about it. <laughs> if you would like your blog to be on the show or to be interviewed on the show, or you have an event coming up, or you just want to say hi, you can get a hold of us. There's email via eroticawakening at bluecatservices.org, a contact form from the website, our Fet Life group at Erotic Awakening. And Twitter at Dan and Dawn. And we also have voicemail at 206-309-0054.
next week. Master and Slave and Poly Relationships. Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. You thought I was going to get that time. Yes, I did. on Erotic Awakening, Free by White Knight, Strawberry Jam by Jerry Bradley, and Wanda by 31D1 is provided from the Podshow Podsafe Network. More information can be found at music.podshow.com. <laughs>